Taylor. <laughs> Welcome to the Left on Red debate wrap up with Jennifer. Who's <laughs> that Tyler Perry? Medea. I know, but because they're a distinct Tyler Perry. personality. Because they were Tyler Perry Studios. Yes. I get it. Yes. Yep. Which, by the way, that's an impressive place. It was. So exciting. Perry. We watched the debate, not we together, did. but we watched it. We took notes. We had thoughts. I did take notes. My daughter tried to steal my notebook a few times, yeah. just scribble in it, and I was like, hey. This is this yeah. is big time here. See, Wyatt was doing his own thing, and Zach actually fell asleep in the middle of it. So oh, at yeah. some point, was it was no just me. There was no hope for my wife even It was just it. me. Yeah, she was in bed. Um, all right, so let's briefly set the scene going into this debate. It happened on Wednesday. It was held at Tyler Perry Studios. You're welcome for that uh, that Medea imitation. You get that for free. Uh, it was the first uh, all female moderators so it was yep. three ladies associated with either nbc or msnbc mm-hmm. and then ashley parker of the washington post it happened in the middle of impeachment uh there was a rather significant impeachment hearing that happened earlier that, that day. day yeah um it happened about a week after president obama weighed in on the election for the first time he had not really yeah i thought he was going to sit quietly until he had a nominee mm-hmm. he surprised was, me by speaking right. this early he was right everybody thought you know he, he was not coming forward for biden or anything like that mm-hmm. he was just going to sit quietly and he didn't um at some uh forum he basically said that generally voters aren't the same as quote left-leaning twitter feeds Right. So don't be yeah. distracted by left-leaning Twitter feeds. And also, this was my favorite, they don't want to see crazy stuff, the president said. Yeah. Don't do crazy. Yeah. And the average American doesn't think that we have to completely tear down the system and remake it, which mm-hmm. Bernie, um, I didn't was not aware of the comments at the time, but Bernie actually used that phrase in one of his answers about tearing down the system. Yeah, well, and, and Bernie said that for 40 years. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not like... A new thing for Mm -hmm. him. And also, um, so uh, Mayor Pete um, is leading in the polls in In Iowa Iowa. and New Hampshire as well. And a lot of people thought there was going to be some incoming during that debate, that people are going to go after him really hard. But this is the first time that he's kind of sprung above Elizabeth Warren and and that pack to really take the lead in those early states. Talking about what happened in the debate, I didn't think they went after Pete. They didn't. And you saw it. Um, I mean, is this other the than fo- Tulsi Gabbard? <laughs> We're going to save Tulsi Gabbard We're for talk later. About her. We're going to save that for later. I am confused. That's all I can say. <laughs> Let's. Uh, but talking about Pete, so this, this was a fourth debate, I think, right? Uh, something like that. I've yeah. watched a lot of them. Um, every time the front runner or someone that just had a good performance or someone that's been surging, the entire stage goes after him, and mm-hmm. that's normal. Mm-hmm. They didn't go after Pete, they and I don't know Pete. what it is. Is Pete? Because Pete, his strength is he's an unflappable guy, mm-hmm. and I think maybe the strategy for them was let's not go after an unflappable mm-hmm. guy because a we're not going to affect him, and then mm-hmm. b it's going to make us look right. silly because we attacked a guy that can't right. really be thrown off. So. Well, and there's some analysis I read that maybe they're just not taking him that seriously. Like they think, you know, he's spending a lot of money. At their own peril. You know, there are reasons that, that he's maybe doing well right now, and they're just thinking we're not going to waste the time on Mayor Pete. I, so. I remember a, a, a young cat uh, from Illinois back in 2008 that, that no one wasn't took being seriously. taken seriously, yeah. and he became a two-term president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. I'm not saying it's probably wise. The I think trajectories somebody probably are similar, and what you got to look at, um, let's let's talk about the overall picture of an election. Those of you deeply entrenched on the right and those of you deeply entrenched on the left, 
I, I don't mean to hurt your feelings. You don't matter. Mm-hmm. The people that are in the middle that can that can flip, people that can vote for Barack Obama and then vote for Mitt Romney, those are the people that matter in the election. Mm-hmm. And they only matter if they're in the state and the county that can swing that right. matters, right? So let's talk about voters that matter. Um, the voters that matter, they'll vote for Pete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they need to be very careful because it doesn't matter what the left and the right feel about Pete. It matters what the middle feels mm-hmm. about Pete. And uh, he's got a strong candidacy here. Well, and to uh, for those who have not watched all the other debates, I think there was one that I didn't watch. Um, but from the very first one, my impression was this party has turned so far to the left, yeah. like it hurt my neck. Uh, well, Bernie pushed that party so far to the left after the last election. I mean, that's what they were going for. Yeah. And there was a real question if they were kind of – pigeonholing themselves like what like you're giving sound bites and mm-hmm. video right now of you saying yes to questions that you're gonna probably have to pull back on come like general election time or yeah. you're not gonna win over these you these had to crawfish voters. a little bit yeah and so but the party I mean the first few debates I mean it was it was very uh I mean everything Bernie said in 2016 pretty much everybody agreed with and it and that's so funny and and Again, and I know the name Bernie invokes some emotion Mm -hmm. in this part of the country. His legacy is that. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to win. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to ever pass any meaningful legislation. He doesn't have to get into the White House. He doesn't have to do any of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the analogies I always love to give people is, you know, what maybe my daughter would read in a history book when she's in high school. Because Mm -hmm. that takes you away from the politics of today and we're, we're reflecting on history, Right. We don't talk about William B. Bankhead mm-hmm. uh, running socialist programs through the mm-hmm. House, really. We, we talk about him being an effective leader, and we're proud of him from here. But he ran socialistic programs through the House mm-hmm. at a time when we probably needed him. So I always like to look at it from the, what's the history book going to say? That's Bernie's story. Mm-hmm. He, from, from 16 uh, against Hillary to now... The party mm-hmm. just like was like, yeah, whatever Bernie said. Mm-hmm. He's not even actually a member of their right. party. He's right. independent. Well, and, and in the same way, nuts. I mentioned it probably not so eloquently, but at the end of Linda's interview, so that's what Reagan did for the Republican mm-hmm. Party. The Republican Party was a mashup of a bunch of different kind of beliefs and opinions and peoples and that kind of thing in the 70s. Mm-hmm. In 76, when, when Reagan runs against his own sitting incumbent president, he does not win the nomination. But he changes the party. And right. so the Republican Party that you and I grew up with was a Reagan Republican Party. That's right. And yeah. there were people who weren't Reagan Republicans. But to some extent, the party, the strength of the party was a Reagan Republican Party. Yeah. He, that's why Reagan is, uh, you know, revered the way he is, whether He's or the, not you necessarily agree with his individual opinions. Reagan shaped the party. Well, but in that's the same way, Clinton didn't remake the party. Right. Obama didn't necessarily remake the party. No, he may have made it a little younger in the Possibly leaner, Bernie, Bernie. We did. have witnessed Bernie yeah. remake the party. He did. And, and what it is, and, and let's just talk numbers, he floated the idea of, let's not go into all of them, Medicare for all. Mm-hmm. It's pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know people are scared of it, especially people that work in health care, mm-hmm. uh, people that have insurance through their employer or whatever the case may be. Um, it's about a 50-50 item in America right now. About yeah. half the country likes the idea of Medicare right. for all. And you look at all these other, all the rest of the industrialized world, and they have something similar mm-hmm. to that. It's making a lot of Americans go, well, hold on. Maybe right. we need to poke this a little bit. 
And so he floated it. They watched the polling numbers on mm-hmm. it, and then the party was like, "Hey, you know, this is burning mm-hmm. out." And now Warren has just adapted it. Let's <laughs> let's start going through uh, line by line, and let's let's start with Elizabeth Warren. Okay. Did you have strong opinions about Elizabeth? How Elizabeth Warren did in this debate? No, I thought it was kind of a status quo debate. For yeah, Elizabeth that's Warren. how I felt. Um, and, and let me be clear, uh, I feel like to this point, let me be clear on, on, on one thing before we even go deep into this. Um, I've mentioned on here before that I feel like Doug Jones is going to lose his seat, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pragmatic. I like to look right. at things as to what I think is going to happen. On the same hand, and, uh, you know, set your coffee down before I say it, I don't think Donald Trump's going to be reelected. Mm-hmm. I believe that if one of these four or five top Democrats is going to swing the counties and the states that matter, and I think they're going to get elected to the White House. Pragmatically, that's the way I'm looking at it. I'm mm-hmm. not telling you what I'm rooting for. I'm not right. telling you how I'm voting. I'm telling you what I think is going to happen. So you have a very different opinion on that than so I do. So <laughs> I watch these debates with that in mind. Right. How is this person going to fit into yeah. those areas? And, and be very clear, you know, there's, we have 50 states and we have an electoral college. You guys are all familiar with it. If you're not, you know, maybe brush up. It, it's 44 states don't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say that. Yeah. And we're one of them. We, right. They know how we're going to vote, nope. right? Mm-hmm. The six that matter, um, the, the writing on the wall for me is watching the watching the Kentucky gubernatorial election, a mm-hmm. state that Trump won by 30 points. They just elected a Democrat. Yeah. Now, granted, there were some they had like a there. they had like a Roy Moore level candidate yeah. as, a, as a Republican yeah. incumbent. He was a very unfavorable guy, mm-hmm. but that's huge. Yeah. To swing 20 points is a big deal. Mm-hmm. To swing over 30 and win mm-hmm. is big. What I'm seeing there is not necessarily voting behaviors or referendum against Donald Trump. I'm seeing strategy by the Democratic Party. They're mm-hmm. going into areas where they think they can make a move, and they're making them. I have to believe they're on the ground in these places where Obama won but Trump won. Right. That's and where Clinton, they're living. Clinton That's where they're living right now. But also what I'm seeing, because in hindsight, um, Hillary's campaign was bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a good candidate on paper. She had a fantastic resume. She was adjacent to all these great leaders. And she ran a bad campaign and she lost. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing the top four or five campaigns here, the, these people that we're seeing on the stage, um, they're running better campaigns. They than learned that day. lesson. Yeah, so sure. that, pragmatically speaking, that's what I think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So that's how I watch the debate and that's how I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. the debate today. So back to Elizabeth Warren, I think she's been the strongest candidate so far. Mm-hmm. Um, she really, when you kind of trim her down, mm-hmm. she's really kind of left of center like Hillary. I think yeah. she's in a very similar political place. The two big things that she really talks about that take her to the extreme left is Medicare for All, mm-hmm. which is a popular extreme left idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she really talks about the tax on billionaires and the tax mm-hmm. on Wall Street. And to put it in perspective, if you really listen to her speak and you really read her plans, it's not like I'm taxing them because they're wealthy. It's I'm taxing them because we've failed to do so. Mm-hmm. Is, is kind of the way she right. presents it. One item that I really thought she did good on in the debate was that exact topic, was talking about the tax on the wealthy mm-hmm. and why we need to do it and how it would be used. And I thought she did a very yeah, good job articulating that. Yeah, she got into that a little that. bit with Booker. Right? That, was, that was her moment, I yeah. thought, that was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the debate for her was status quo, which yeah. is not a bad thing because no. her status quo no, is meant, good right, right now. It meant that She's trending no well. one really came after her. She didn't Yeah, they left say, her alone. Right, then nobody really anything. got attacked. Yeah. Except for Tulsi, which, which <laughs> let's mm, not skip to her okay. yet. Save her. All right. Um, <laughs> let's not get bogged down on this one, but let's talk about Mr. Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a terrible debater. Mr. Biden. Uh, so favorite Biden moments, again, assuming that some of you out there didn't listen. So at one point he was talking about um, 
I'm not sure if he was talking about sexual assault or he was definitely talking about violence against women in in some form in answer to some question. And he said, we're going to keep punching at it and punching at it and punching at it until we until we we fix it or something like that. Uh, and then another favorite moment was when he said he had the endorsement of the only African-American uh, female oh, man. elected what to the Senate. Mouth. The problem with that was the second African-American <laughs> woman was standing right next to him. <laughs> and Mr. Booker and uh, Miss Harris yeah. immediately yeah. started jumping up and down like so that's not true. she's literally right yeah. here. You're literally looking at the answer uh, to well, what the stupid thing that you just said. Then the question becomes, if the man can't even pay attention to nine other people <laughs> that mm-hmm. are standing with him, how can he really pay attention to everything he's, else? So he's, he's difficult to watch. He, he is terrible in that debate setting. And it, honestly, this is where he and Obama probably worked really well together. These mm-hmm. were strengths for Obama. Fantastic orator. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he delivered passionate speeches. He was so good engaging with people. Mm-hmm. And then Biden had just been around for a long mm-hmm. time, had the foreign policy experience that Obama lacked. He, yep. he was able to kind of navigate the houses of Congress that, that Obama didn't really have the experience in. So really complimented each other well. So you look at like a Biden candidacy, he better find that Obama-esque person mm-hmm. as the VP candidate. And it may be somebody that's on the stage with him mm-hmm. right now. It may be somebody that's uh, maybe in the center with him that's way better at talking to folks. Mm-hmm. It may be somebody that's like a mayor in Indiana. Right. Like, I mean, that that may be a real thing. But his debate performance is literally the bar that has been set is just don't embarrass yourself. If he yourself. doesn't fall down. Yeah. If he um, stands there for two hours, we're good. This may be a bit mean, but I told Zach. So uh, Bernie at one point gave an answer that the American people believe that you know Congress, the people of Congress, can walk and chew gum at the same time. I said, I would like to see Joe Biden walk and chew gum at the same time. My favorite time. part about that Bernie quote is he actually said bubble gum. Bubble gum. He did say gum. bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like. It's so much better with I the mean, bubble. I'd like to see Joe Biden do that just to see if it's possible. Well, and that's that's a real thing. And so we talked about earlier what I, how I think this election is going to shake out. I w- if if I'm like a Democratic voter right now and I'm trying to strategize, I'd be a little scared of Biden one on one with Trump. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever going to perform on a debate stage against Trump. I think mm-hmm. Trump's brand would actually beat him on a stage because mm-hmm. uh, you kind of got like two bumbling old men, and Trump just plays that role better. Right. So I would be a little scared of how does he perform on the campaign trail. Then you run into the same Hillary effect of is the campaign really being run that well and are people really excited to vote for him? Well, and so, so to be clear, we need to throw out there that he is consistently doing well in uh, polls. National polls, which he's is, ahead. Which is a shock time. to both of us. Mm-hmm. But he he has a Bates. It's out there. They don't care how well he's doing in, the, in these debates. They're, they're supporting him. Um, but... Yes, I thought his answers, other than the stupid ones, I don't remember. I did think he got some really good questions, though. Like at one point they asked him if if he would investigate um, Trump if he were to be elected president. Oh, I thought he did a great job. Because... The independent... Mm-hmm. Uh, the independent because they brought up the whole Nixon, mm-hmm. you know, when Ford pardoned Nixon. So they basically they were asking, would you help heal the country yeah. if if this is unsettled by the time that you take office or would you, in fact, go, go after him? That was one of the questions. And then I think one about how would he... He talks about being a unifier and he's going to get everybody working together. Yep. How would you make... How he, would you work with the Republicans? He had some strong given, given the current... His problem is that the other half of the time mm-hmm. he he looked like he had like stumbled out of his nursing home mm-hmm. and didn't know where he was right. and that's that's scary on the campaign trail man it really yeah. is because you know when a guy it anybody anybody that runs older 
we're going to talk about your mm-hmm. age and, and let's let's compare him directly. Bernie Sanders had a heart attack earlier mm-hmm. this year. <laughs> He's literally Bernie was Bernie's on the stage a few days later. Clicking. He's got the same fire. He actually looked like he had more fire. Mm-hmm. I think they like rebuilt him mm-hmm. in the hospital in yeah. Arizona. Bernie's then he's like shooting basketball well. outside of the um, one of his events. You know, he's he's not like super athletic, mm-hmm. but he's shooting, right? Mm-hmm. So then you look at him and you know you're comparing ages, and you're like, oh, Bernie looks like he's handling the age mm-hmm. a little better than than Joe is. So. Yeah, let's move on to let's move on to Bernie if you want. How because yeah. Bernie, I mean, again, Bernie was Bernie. I don't think you can say anything else. Bernie's Bernie. I mean, he is the most consistent individual in the world. What he there's, says is consistent. How he performs is consistent. There's value. You in either that. buy into that or you don't. There's value in that to me. Um, one of my favorite things about any leader, any elected official is be as real as you possibly can. Believe what you're saying mm-hmm. and stand up for what you're saying. You ain't got to believe in what mm-hmm. Bernie believes in. That's fine. But if you think he doesn't believe it, mm-hmm. you're nuts. Right. He believes it. Well, he even pointed he out he voted against it. the first Iraq war, oh, he, and he doesn't mind that, telling you he that. He beat that drum for a long time. <laughs> you, you're talking well, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. He was voting against wars in yeah. Iraq. But even his colleagues on the other side of the aisle in D.C. will tell you he's the most consistent and genuine man in D.C. Mm-hmm. The problem is, for him, electability-wise, is the things that he believes in might be scary for mm-hmm. folks. Um, and, and let me be very clear. I have such a, uh, a strong opinion of our republic that we've built here. He's not going to, like, tear down the country mm-hmm. if he were to be elected president. Right. You're going to be okay. Yeah. You might have a little different health care than you had yeah. before, which, let's be honest— that might not be a bad thing for like 95% mm-hmm. of us. So, um, yeah, he's he is Bernie, and he landed some zingers in there, mm-hmm. which I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, overall, a few people were landing some zingers on mm-hmm. the stage, which they I enjoyed. Did. It lightened the, the mood a little Bernie, bit. Uh, Bernie's one of those that, um, because Elizabeth Warren, I have that. Warren, when you get down to speaking times, ended up getting the most, as she, she typically did. does, yeah. like 13, 13 minutes. Um I don't even. Uh, Sanders uh, was fifth on that list. But he doesn't um, have to speak a lot. You already know what he he's saying. But he gets really upset when he feels like that question is kind of in his wheelhouse or or was recreated because of something he's, he said, and he doesn't get asked it. <laughs> he will he will jump in there, and opposed to some of them who raised their hand, yeah. which that was fun. I saw yeah. one of the tweets on there. I forget which one it was, but you can tell they didn't go to a public school because they're like raising their hand right, right now. Right. He doesn't raise his hand. He oh, just no. he, he just throws in. out there and is like, "Hello, Bernie, still here? Yeah, Bernie over here? Want to answer?" Um, but so, he, yeah. you know, he doesn't need to speak a lot because he has mm-hmm. positions that are very clear, and we know it. And <laughs> you we don't got know to what Bernie's for by now. Yeah, you if you haven't don't know what Bernie believes homework. in, you don't pay attention. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really funny. Uh, they were talking about Medicare for all, mm-hmm. and they were talking about, it and they were like, "Well, Mr. Sanders, would you like to wait?" He's like, "Well, of course, I would have run the mm-hmm. damn bill." Yeah. Like, That's yeah, burn it. And his <laughs> eyes kind of bug out sometimes. It's like he's holding the podium, and his eyes bug yeah. out. Like he's he's literally like waiting on like how many more seconds am I going to let this go before I just like bark an answer? I'm going to be I'm going to be 100 honest with everyone. Um, there's some really good breweries in Vermont, and I would love to go to one of those breweries and drink a beer with Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. and just have a conversation for about yep. two hours. Uh, so Pete, we've touched on Pete a little bit. Pete is generally fairly bland on yeah. the debate stage. Uh, you kind of learn from his answers. I yep. mean, he does very well. He's not someone who's exciting to watch. I will in, tell in terms you. Terms of that, he did have a couple of moments though where he felt like he was being unfairly attacked, and you saw a little bit of fire rise let, up. In let me Mayor say Pete. this: <laughs> he's been consistent. He he's been clean. They've they've uh, accused him of vagueness mm-hmm. from time to time on stage. I actually looked at Pete's website. 
There ain't nothing vague on that website. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the Douglas plan. Um, it's yes. named name for Frederick Douglass. That is I've, the most comprehensive I've heard more plan about on racial injustice that surrounding I've seen on the, the Douglas plan than I've actually looked into the Douglas plan. You, you can, and I didn't read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you that he's not vague. He's got the ideas well, out there. Well, the Douglas plan is where he got into his endorsement problem. This is true. Yeah. So, and that's something else about Mayor Pete. So he is indeed leading in in the polls. He's spending a lot of money, that kind of a thing. He has exactly zero percent like this yeah. is an actual number zero percent of support in south carolina which yeah. is going to be here predominantly african-american and he had a little problem which he didn't get asked about i saw some people who were upset that he didn't get asked directly about that that he claimed uh, you know like 400 black leaders right you know endorsed this plan the problem was that about two-thirds of those people in fact weren't weren't black and also <laughs> that matters yeah that and topic. also <laughs> they did not endorse him or his plan it was like an opt-out situation right and so there was kind of some this was his way of kind of um you know directing redirecting the attention and making it look like he had support that he in fact does not have yep. and there are a lot of people who are upset about that he didn't get asked directly about that um, none of the candidates brought it up or the moderators, well, but that him, was, that again, was surprised by not, a good, not now, a good situation keep, for him. Let's keep perspective. Um, Mike Huckabee won Iowa. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, right. uh, winning Iowa doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. One thing I do want to point out while we're on the Pete topic, and you can, uh, I have people to vouch for this, my, my family and friends. I made the prediction uh, four or five months ago, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe a little less, that Pete was going to win Iowa. Mm-hmm. And it's looking like I might be right. Yep. I think he's going to win Iowa. He might and win Iowa. And my, my basis for that was he's a Rust Belt mayor. He he gets them, mm-hmm. and he's literally like, he didn't live that life. He's living that life. Mm-hmm. He's still the mayor of a, mm-hmm. of a mid-sized Rust Belt city. Yeah. I just thought that would equate so well in Iowa, mm-hmm. where a guy like Bernie doesn't necessarily. Right. And so uh, I made that prediction a while back. On his debate performance, I thought it was the strongest start-to-finish performance of all the candidates. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was uh, a really good moment for him because he was surging in polls, Mm -hmm. and I really felt like— He didn't do anything to damage himself. I felt like start-to-finish, he did good. You mentioned he showed a little fire. Don't come Mm -hmm. at me because I can come back at all of you. Like, he's equipped. Mm -hmm. I think his youth may be on his side there. He's a little sharper and a little faster maybe than some of them. He's literally locked and loaded with all of their bad things. But the race question really <clears> is the Achilles heel because even it is. even in the moment, I think it was in an exchange in an exchange with uh, Kamala Harris. So uh, the race issue came up, which again, that was one area where he did get pressed a little bit. He didn't get asked about it directly, but he brought up, uh, you know, I don't know what it is essentially what it is to be a black person in America, but I do understand what it's like to feel like a stranger in my own country and to see my rights being challenged. So Which he, he is played, a very good parlay. He, he played the, uh, you know, being a, a gay man card. Um, and I think there was some question about how that's going to play just among voters in general. Like, yeah. it, you could go either way. You're you're almost like okay, it just it reminds you of yeah. He does kind of understand what that feels like, but also it's not exactly the same being right. gay and being African American in America. It's not exactly the same history. Not at all um, the same. And um, so, and I think I, I heard that maybe Kamala Harris really she didn't say anything on the debate stage, well, but she really took exception to it after. Let's, let's talk about let's talk about. Um, Garnering the black vote, which mm-hmm. is a which is a huge issue for the Democratic Party in this upcoming election. Um, Joe Biden's getting it right now. He has it. So yep. let's be very clear: we've got we've got two African Americans on the stage mm-hmm. right now running for president, and Joe Biden's destroying mm-hmm. them. So you got to ask yourself the question: how, how much 
does it matter if you elect someone like at this point if you nominate someone that's already performing well in that crowd mm-hmm. or if you nominate them what is what is the black community going to do are they going to vote for Donald Trump or are they going to vote they're going to show up and vote for the right. democratic nominee that maybe they didn't love in the primary mm-hmm. they're going to come vote for the democratic nominee that they didn't mm-hmm. love in the primary and they're going to come in numbers this time because this election while yes it's about the issues that the democrats are bringing to the table it's also about beating Donald Trump but for them. Remind me, they didn't show necessarily show out for Hillary, right? Oh no, they didn't really like Hillary. They which didn't. is funny. They loved Bill. So, and that uh, also he had, very, he had a lot of strength. That in, also became a debate point of showing up for voters who show up for you, which was a strong moment I thought for Kamala Harris mm-hmm. to remind people that we consistently you rely on black women specifically to Absolutely. elect your Doug Jones. It worked for Doug like Jones. That. Sure did. But then when it comes time do do to these issues, mm-hmm. it's really just lip service, and so well, the question is where you been and what you doing and, and continuing down that road and this is why I don't fear it for literally any of those candidates on the stage I don't think it's an issue when the general comes around mm-hmm. they did sit out last election yeah and they don't like the results of right. them sitting out they're gonna they're they're gonna be there mm-hmm. I, I think it's in, it's inherent that in, in South Carolina they're gonna they're gonna come to the polls they're right. gonna be there and I can tell you which name they're not bubbling you yeah. know what I mean um, but the other side of it is, too, there's so much strategy in your running mate. Mm-hmm. We always do that. We'll yeah. get a guy that speaks Spanish or a woman from Alaska. Mm-hmm. We do the, They do it on purpose. Yeah. If you think that he's not going to get somebody that strengthens him in that community as a VP, if he right. would be selected, you're crazy. That that's be, exactly who he's going to Absolutely, that's going to be so, what he does. Hell, you can give Biden another run at, at VP if um, he got the nomination. Do we want, we want to move on to, to Kamala, thoughts on Kamala? Yeah, I thought it was just pretty strong Who's a polarizing. Sometimes you watch her and you just really don't like her, to be so honest. She, and sometimes she's just amazing to watch. She sticks to, to her, her shtick. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a prosecutor, mm-hmm. and Donald Trump's a criminal. Mm-hmm. And that's her whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, and she sticks to it. And that's exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. You nailed it. Sometimes you're like, ha, you're, you're killing it, Kamala. Yeah. And then sometimes you're like, good Lord, will you mm-hmm. go home? Like, this is just annoying what mm-hmm. you're doing right now. Uh, overall, I thought positive performance for her. I thought mm-hmm. she did pretty good. Um, the one problem that I'm having is I grew up, uh, I've always been a big Saturday Night Live fan. My parents and I watched it together, might I add, at this point in time, in a pretty conservative household, by the way, we were watching Saturday Night Live. Loved Will Ferrell, loved mm-hmm. that era of Saturday Night Live. Uh, Maya Rudolph has done a Kamala Harris impression. Oh, I've missed it. this. Okay. So Maya Rudolph and Kamala actually kind of favor in skin, skin tone and facial structure a little, a little bit. bit. Yep. Well, also, Maya Rudolph can nail her voice. Mm-hmm. And so she does this impression. So as Kamala's talking, and she's kind of bobbing her head back. I mean, she's in it. And I, all I see is Maya Rudolph mm-hmm. making fun of her. Yeah. And I was having a hard time, like, not giggling. Yeah. Even though what she's saying has substance, I'm seeing it as a farce. I love her when she brings the sass. There was at some point, I think this was only the abortion question, where she was talking about in the year of our Lord, 2019. I did enjoy this. Um, there was a lot of times <clears throat> where she was where she was bringing some sass to I would. I I'll be table. honest. If if I'm if I'm choosing from the ten on the stage, and I'm just trying to pick somebody that would just destroy Donald Trump in a debate, mm-hmm. it's her. Yeah, I think she would. Her style and delivery would be just uh, insurmountable for him, mm-hmm. just on a debate stage. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about votes or right. any of that. I'm talking about a debate stage. She would. She would. She would impress mm-hmm. against him. Definitely. So yeah, she was <clears throat> like I said, she was fun to watch. Probably not going to be your nominee. I think she's still probably no, at what, she's, like one percent. You know what works against her? I, I think the nation in general is kind of like we don't really want anybody from California. Thanks mm-hmm. though. Um, you watch the uh, if you've watched any of the impeachment hearings, there's like two or three members from California mm-hmm. on this one committee, and we're like, oh god. Yeah. 
can we not? And, you know, yeah. they've always got their rules. You always got that California mm-hmm. label on your stuff. Like, this causes mm-hmm. cancer in California, yeah. but not anywhere else. And I think that plays against her. At yeah, this and the time. criticism she gets even from members of the black community is, is as a prosecutor, she put mm-hmm. a lot of black mm-hmm. people in jail. And mm-hmm. that was a question that I think the lady that we're going to get to, not now but later, Tulsi Gabbard we'll brought up in one of the debates. <laughs> um, but that's an area where she's, where she's really weak. Um, yeah. And again, she was a prosecutor. It was her job. But you can't talk about criminal justice and all these things that you want to talk about. And and not have a good answer for the fact that you, you, you would think they had a good you incarcerated a yeah. lot of African American well, people. Well, pr- proof's in the pudding. There, mm-hmm. she does not poll well in that mm-hmm. community, right? Obviously. So, uh, which one you you want to do, Amy K or Cory Booker? Let's go for Amy K. Amy K. Uh, and it's funny you mentioned those two. I know you're not a huge fan uh, of her. Both of them. Both of them. I have been a bit tired of their candidacy. Mm-hmm. Um, there seems to be such a disingenuous, robotic, mm-hmm. I'm saying what I'm supposed to say to be elected president, mm-hmm. and it bothers me. That's yeah. one of my least favorite things of candidates. Like, I would rather have Bernie screaming from mm-hmm. the mountaintops, stuff that I might not agree right. with, but he means it. Like, yeah. that's what I prefer. Um, staying with Amy, um, she's been my probably least favorite through this because she literally is just pulling pages out of presidential campaign handbooks. Mm -hmm. And every time she talks, she's like, I was speaking with Gerald in Iowa Mm -hmm. City. And she does that every time. And I'm like, that's so disingenuous. You Mm -hmm. prepped that for Mm -hmm. this talking point. Dear Lord, have have an independent thought in your head, Mm -hmm. please. I thought she had a really good debate. She had a good one. Her only (laughs) issue, and no one understands what it was, she was either shaking like a chihuahua, as Uh, I saw on the Twitter, or she was under a vent, which had the bangs, which, again... Uh, I won't speak to the female hair situation because I don't pay that much attention to it ever. But, yes, I could see how you have the bangs and, and a little draft, and it's making her look like she's shaking, and she's probably not shaking. So uh, that's one thing that – and Zach was still awake at this point. I said, is she shaking right now? She so appeared to be shaking. I'm, I'm going. I'm flipping back through my little notes that I took. So they're like a timeline of the debate, and I literally just wrote like the first name and then like a little one sentence. Mm-hmm. So starting with Amy because she spoke first. Uh, she did exactly what I don't like her to mm-hmm. do. She referenced Jimmy Carter. Mm-hmm. She and did because they were in Atlanta. Story, and told a story. Mm-hmm. That was deliberate, right? Mm-hmm. That's not genuine. That's not a free thought. Mm-hmm. That's a, I'm going to say what I think is going to You were at the Jimmy crowd, Carter Presidential right? Museum. So she started there. But then later, in, I'm on like page three now. Mm-hmm. I literally just put having a good night. That's mm-hmm. all I put. Because overall, every time she spoke, she I was like, well, you're, you're doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. So Now, that yeah. was an example where she refused to go after Pete. She had made some comments uh, again remember that you're sitting there with four female moderators out there right. a lot of ladies on the stage um but she had made some comments that if if any female had the background that mayor pete has they would not be on the stage and one of the moderators I think she's wrong though yeah one of the moderators gave her a chance to really you know double down on that yeah. she refused she's like you know i'm i'm proud she said, to stand let me here be next clear to yeah you. he belongs here but then she went on to point out that yes she does believe there's a double standard if there wasn't we could be listing our favorite female presidents right now and we can't uh, do that line. she had her nancy killer. pelosi line um which, Kill- which went over yes. very well uh, if you don't think she was a female ready on that can, stuff. right yeah. If you don't think a female can beat Donald Trump, Nancy Pelosi does it every and so, day. And so don't get me lie. wrong. Some of the scripted items are good, mm-hmm. but the delivery matters. Right. And, those, and she was smiling. Those she delivered very well. She seemed well. to enjoy to enjoy it. When she's she's not wrong on the uh, a woman with Pete's background with me on stage. She's right. Mm-hmm. But it's not Pete's fault. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's not Pete's it's fault. It's the system's fault. Right. And that was the point that she made clear. Yeah. Is Pete deserves to be here. All I'm mm-hmm. pointing out is that a woman with his the same resume deserves to be here too. Right. 
she she landed very well there. Mm-hmm. So um, her best night, hands down, because mm-hmm. there have been debates where I'm like, good Lord, go home, Amy. Mm-hmm. I am just tired And of her strength you. is that she comes from a red a per- state. Yeah, she's she in a wins, purple district. Right. She, yeah. she consistently oh, no. has success in, in case, her own state. In case you didn't know that, she said it 30 uh-huh. times. She'll remind you of that. So Booker, before we move on to anything he said, he was sassy, too. Yeah, I brought down was. sass a lot. Um, what did you think at the end when he referenced John Lewis and he acted like he was throwing out his script? Uh, yeah, he wasn't throwing out his script. I felt like everything he said was his script. And he, he tried to throw it off as, I'm just going to speak from the heart right now because I see John Lewis. I was like, you didn't know John Lewis was yeah. going to be there? You know John Lewis would be at an no event in Atlanta. No one told you that? Yeah, he knew yeah. John Lewis was going to be there. I thought that was a very disingenuous this moment personally. This has been personally. his problem the whole time. Yeah. So let me, let me rewind you on Cory Booker. I was fascinated with Cory Booker early on when I got elected in Cordova. He was a young mayor of Newark, mm-hmm. New Jersey, which I think is the biggest city in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I'm not positive on that. It's a big city. Right. He led like a, a millennial, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? He uh, There was a woman that had a pothole in front of her house, and she tweeted him. Mm-hmm. He showed up at 10 o'clock at night with the street crew himself and patched the right. hole. That kind of stuff's cool. Mm-hmm. I was fascinated with his mayoral career. Uh, got to the Senate, I was like, oh, cool. You know, we've mm-hmm. got, this is great to see. And fast forward to um, he accepted money from big pharmaceutical companies, uh, and then he votes in their favor, which Mm -hmm. is a very D.C. thing to do, and I I hate Mm -hmm. that about D.C. I don't care what side of the fence you're on. So then I was like, oh, crap. You know, he's been tainted by D.C. Mm -hmm. Then fast forward to the Kavanaugh hearings, and he was so disingenuous during Mm -hmm. them. Uh, There was a story to be told about Kavanaugh's character, and some of the other ones did a decent job of telling it. He didn't. He was like, look at me, look at me. Mm -hmm. Uh, He even mentioned, I'm going to have the Spartacus moment where he was, quote-unquote, releasing information that was against Senate (laughs) rules. But it wasn't. It It was actually something that was already a part of a public document that any of us could view. And it was a fake, I'm going to run for president, look Mm -hmm. at me moment. And that's been my, my real heartache with Cory Booker. That being said, he didn't do that all night long. Mm-mm. He was the real best version of himself mm-hmm. all night long until his closing statement mm-hmm. when he pretended to throw out his script. Yeah. Why do you got to pretend to throw out your script? The closing statement's a script mm-hmm. for all of you. Yeah. And Deliver like I said, it. I think it would have been fine if he had just hadn't thrown in the little yeah. thing. Because it was a good I had I had a statement prepared, but I see John Lewis yeah. in the audience. So instead of my statement, and I was I'm like, going to talk about John mm-hmm. Lewis. He didn't write that statement on the fly. But he, he performed he performed well. Um, he was a bit jovial at times, which I liked. Mm-hmm. He was loose. Was say, him and Amy both, two of my least favorites, mm-hmm. were just in it. We'll get to his main moment in a second, but I do want to point out, because I was not aware. So he had his Rhodes Scholar. He mentioned that he's the other uh-huh. mayor Rhodes Scholar. Scholar on the stage. So do you, did you know the background on that? Did you see whatever the HuffPost article or something is? Uh I didn't know that there was like a specific article, but yeah. I knew Pete kept getting credit for Pete, being a Rhodes so Scholar. So out of uh, out of what certain publications, like every time you know that they had been mentioned. So the fact that Pete is a Rhodes Scholar had been mentioned 596 times in these articles. How many times has Booker been? mentioned? The fact that Booker was a Rhodes Scholar had been mentioned 79 times. Yeah. Yeah. And so he had a bit of his chip on his shoulder, as mm-hmm. well he should have, because uh, there's absolutely no excuse for if you think it's that important for Pete, why is it not been important to throw that out for Cory Booker? So that's why he took that moment to to say, by the way. Yeah, and he landed, um, it landed. Mm-hmm. It landed. I didn't know there was a specific article relating yep. to how many times it had been mentioned. Mm-hmm, there is. I knew there was an inherent. Pete is a Rhodes Scholar mayor, mm-hmm. and then I've never heard but him talk about But you don't want to attribute it to Corey. Yeah. yeah, I've never heard him talk yeah. about that. So, so. He, he corrected the record for all who were paying he, attention to that. He, he did well there. Um, I, I, I have a Booker is killing it sentence mm-hmm. on my, my sheet here. 
the area where I really thought he just nailed it. Um, Biden earlier in the week or last week had made a comment about not legalizing marijuana not legal- and that he thought it was a gateway drug. Right. Which is uh, different that, from decriminalizing marijuana. Well, this was a slightly. talking point. The yeah. way he this was a talking point from 1995. Mm-hmm. That is not a talking point for 2019. Right. S- states every year are you legalizing. Sh- you should know right now recreational Mr. use Biden. of marijuana. So whatever our personal opinions on it are, mm-hmm. that is not the sweeping opinion of the nation mm-hmm. now. Uh, at a minimum, almost all of us support it for medical use. Mm-hmm. Um, almost all of us support it for those clinical trials and things like that. Uh, a lot of these children that deal with seizures and things, it's, it's a fantastic uh, outlet for mm-hmm. them. But on top of that, at least 50% of the country believes that it should just be recreationally legalized right. all the way across and tax it and let's make some money off of it and get it out of dark, seedy corners. Mm-hmm. Um, out of touch comment that Biden had made. Mm-hmm. So Corey calls him on it and he literally says, I thought you were high when you made that mm-hmm. comment, which and he was got a hilarious. Huge laugh, yes. And Biden just has a stunned face. Yeah, There's no can't. way to react to it. And then Biden's reaction is that he believes in legalizing marijuana. And, and I'm like, well, decriminalizing, which is oh, different, right? It is, but De- decriminalizing is different than legalizing. This is true. That's right. That, this and is very so true. that's why he tried to say that it wasn't true what Corey said, but it was true because he did say that he was not in favor just, of legalizing marijuana. I don't understand. But he why. wanted to decriminalize it, throw out, you know, the ones who are in jail for it. Because let's be clear, Corey's point that was made was in terms of the criminal justice right. situation right. and how unfair it is that uh, people of a certain means or certain background are getting access to it, but we are putting black and brown people in jail for marijuana every day and, and how insane that is. Yeah. So it's unfair mm-hmm. in, in that sense from a, a criminal justice issue was, was Cory Booker's point. Yep, yeah. I, I just didn't understand at all why Biden even – talked about it. Mm-hmm. It, it. It just didn't make sense. Yeah, it's, that's the kind of thing that you would think whew. his staff would be like, okay, so you're going to probably get this at some point, and this probably needs to be your answer. Yeah, yeah. So, And apparently he did but not. But Booker, good night. Uh, it was a good night overall. Closing statement mm-hmm. was garbage. Uh, mm-hmm. Not a garbage statement, garbage no, presentation statement. of he the statement. Just shouldn't have, he just shouldn't have said it. Yeah. Um, Who's left? Yang just, I mean, there's He's not much so to say fun. about Yang other than so you just love seeing him. He didn't get, um, so I wrote this down, in the first 30 minutes, he did not get a single question. Yeah, he, he, he had, had not least, had a single question. He had the least he always He always speaks the least. When he did get questions, I felt like it was almost as if they were trying to show that he didn't belong up there. <laughs> I mean, they won't give him questions about his main thing, which is how we're not um, we're not prepared for the technological Technol- advances, technology. that it's hurting people and you don't it, have a good answer for it. Well, and he, he's right. But it, he doesn't get an, he doesn't it's, get questions. It's probably on that. not the issue we're The question gonna... he got was what would you what would the first thing you say be to um, you know, President Putin, if you won the election. Fantastic. He, he Sorry I beat answer. your guy. <laughs> he had a good answer to that. But still, again, just his questions, they don't give him speaking uh, time ever. His questions are never questions that are kind of in his wheelhouse. Yep. Well, um, and, they, and they do it on purpose. And let's be honest, there's not like a lot of legitimacy to his, no. his candidacy as president. No. Now, if we wanted to create like uh, some kind of office of technological advancements mm-hmm. and make him over it, yeah, I could see yeah. that happening. I just, I really don't feel like there's a moment yeah. where he's going to. He be also, speaking of closing statements, had a had a good line. He was like, you know, running for president was not my first idea to fix because this problem I'm, because I'm, I'm not, not insane. insane. Was actually what he said because I'm not insane. I didn't want to run for he's, president. He's, really, he's a little sticky. So we want to go back to the the disingenuous, uh, the whole like I don't wear a tie and mm-hmm. people want to talk about me not wearing a tie thing. 
well, you're not wearing a tie. Some people will talk about mm-hmm. you not wearing a tie. If he showed up like in a different kind of shirt every time yeah. or like uh, sometimes he wore a tie and sometimes mm-hmm. he didn't and maybe one time he popped up, that would be like I'm sticking it to yeah. the traditions. You not wearing a tie on purpose and talking about not wearing a tie is yeah. you wanting to be noticed for not wearing a tie. Right. Well, it's your on. thing. Come it's on. your thing. Like, but people hey, love him. He's not going to get what, elected, but people do love him. Yeah. Well, like I said, he's in, it could have the Bernie factor. Mm-hmm. So Bernie in 2016 talked about Medicare for All and breaking big banks and things like that, mm-hmm. and then they've become a part of the platform. Yeah. He could be saying all this this year, four years from now in the election. Somebody's got to Members from both sides can be like, hey, this is very important. Because mm-hmm. he's, he's not wrong. Technology has changed the entire landscape of the world, mm-hmm. so we need to be prepared. Uh, I don't know about you. I don't really talk, want to talk about Tom Steyer. I mean, what do we want to say? He's a, he's a he's a billionaire that bought himself on stage. Um, I can't add to that. It's pretty that, much what that's that his is. whole story. Uh, he is genuine in uh, probably some some climate issues, mm-hmm. um, but you know we've we've already got uh, a guy with a lot of money in the White yeah. House, and I don't think that the opponent needs to be another guy with a lot of money. Yeah, this was his first debate. He didn't really. I mean, he, he's he'll be in Alabama tomorrow or today. Right. I heard it on the radio this morning. Uh, one other before we, we get to the the, the true the one. Uh, so uh, Julian Castro, I don't know if you know this. Yeah, he, he was not there. able to be on the debate stage. Was that uh, poll numbers or money? But I th- I'm not sure which one kept him off. But okay. he was not able to reach one of the good. criteria. Um, but he actually live tweeted during the thing his own answers so to the questions. Smart. I don't know if you know that. I and at one point him. he was trending. His name was trending on okay. Twitter because just of what he was doing. So he yeah. wasn't on the debate stage, but that he did not let that stop him. And I thought that was that was really interesting. Okay. Uh, Miss Tulsi Gabbard. The main event. Background on Miss Gabbard. Um, oh, God, what can you say about She is She is a veteran. She's mm-hmm. from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I like how she says Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she threw she's some served. alohas in there, too. Yeah, she's served. Yeah, like. From the previous debates where everybody had to speak Spanish. <laughs> now, now, she's just rocking now, a little Now Hawaiian, Hawaiian is yeah. a second language. Um, so she's she's a veteran. Um, her name was in the news recently because um, she had said, I think, some critical things. Is the nice way to say it about Hillary Clinton. And, and then Hillary, Hillary Clinton accused her of being a, a Russian asset. A Russian asset. And she wasn't kidding. Um, she really no. thought she was a, a Russian well, asset. Well, there's some, there's some other reporting and data out there that mm-hmm. implies that Russia wouldn't be mad if she got elected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, well, this is not Russia. I should not. I was about to say something that would really get me in trouble. Um, but something she said during the night did get retweeted by the Trump War Room Twitter, uh-huh. which is uh-huh. an official official kind of a uh-huh. account thing. So, um, again, it's interesting when you're a Democratic nominee and something you said is getting retweeted by the right. Trump War Room. And it was just, it was something kind of innocent about, uh, well, not innocent at all, actually, but the, the Democratic Party wasn't of the people, by the people, for the people anymore. She's really been very critical of both the Clintons and the Democratic Party, which is kind of how the, yes. the thing between her and Kamala Harris started. Yes. She'd also had said some not nice things about Kamala Harris. I think yep. she had called her out on her took a shot at Pete. prosecutorial record. Took right. shot at Pete about military. Uh, yep, took a took a shot at him yeah. about that. That nothing necessarily Which I think she regretted immediately just because they weren't that a veteran the, doesn't mean that they necessarily deserve to be commander in chief. But it was really Kamala who really layeth the smack at the down. I got to go down the commander in chief rabbit hole. I don't know how all of you other voters rank 
the commander in chief side of the presidency because there's so many other Department of mm-hmm. Defense people that are lifelong. I mean, we one from Jasper here, the highest ranking enlisted man in the mm-hmm. army, was here. There's so many people like that that are going to advise right. you on the military thing. If you elected Donald Trump because of his abilities as a commander in chief, uh, I'm not sure what you were looking mm-hmm. at. That's not an area of expertise for him. Yeah. It's the only thing she talks about. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I was in the military for five minutes, mm-hmm. and I was deployed. Uh, I stepped down from my seat in the state house to go, mm-hmm. um, and I'm I'm a good commander in chief then because mm-hmm. of when. Right. And it's all she talks about. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Well, and to be fair, so she talks about that as her own personal thing. But what I'm interested in is she's really so critical of the Democratic Party. And what she Kamala is. got her on is that she had she had gone on Fox News a lot, apparently, she during had. the yeah. Obama and administration. And she said it was unfortunate, I think, and, was the word yeah, Kamala, Kamala used. Kamala didn't appreciate having having her even on stage. Yeah. I think it's pretty neat much how she phrased that answer. <laughs> like, I just let's, don't talk think. About, let's talk about something else, too, because I, I actually wrote this in my notes. Uh she looked like a villain from a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was it was almost uh, yeah. her appearance was almost comical. It was almost mm-hmm. like movie scripted, and I was like, "Did you do this like on if purpose?" Like if Corella Deville was running for president, yeah, 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 it had that feel to it. Mm-hmm. And then like she you was said, definitely there to blow to blow stuff up. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe literally and figuratively, mm-hmm. and just didn't, didn't <laughs> yeah, actually accomplish was, the literal side of that. Pretty, but she brings nothing but angst to mm-hmm. the stage, and I'm like, that's not what people want. That's mm-hmm. not what either side wants to elect mm-hmm. right now. What What's your goal here? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to figure this woman out. So recently, um, so there are thresholds to get on the debate stage related to polling and specific mm-hmm. polls and, and fundraising by individual contributions. So mm-hmm. not one person giving you a lot of money, but many people giving you some money. Uh, she didn't meet a threshold for one of the debates. So this is the fourth one. Mm-hmm. I think like the second one she didn't meet a threshold yeah. for. And she was, you know, oh, so angry and mm-hmm. tweet. And I'm like, well, they set the rules. Like everybody right. knew the rules. She did. She was well, upset then, about the rules. Well, then so in the, the third debate, she made it. And then she was like, well, I'm not even going to go. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, you'll show us. Don't mm-hmm. come, you know, don't come speak, <laughs> speak. about what you believe in because yeah. that'll help your candidacy. Mm-hmm. The only thing that she has going for her is Mr. Tango Vailoa wears a Tulsi, he wore a Tulsi hat to a football mm-hmm. game one day and they put him on camera. He's just wearing it because they're Hawaiian, I'm yeah. certain. Uh, that's the only thing she got going for her in my book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's... Because uh, I'm a fan of that family. She's she's interesting. Um, I don't get it. I, I get nothing about why she's there or what she's trying to accomplish or yeah. why people would give money to her. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and we talked about this before. I mean, when Hillary first said that, and to be clear, I really don't think she's a Russian asset. I really, no, in my heart, I don't no, think that she is. I. But I do think she's, some of her behavior is kind of fishy. Well, and so, and again, I don't know who who's behind some of this stuff that she's doing, if it's just her own personal instincts that are kind of weird, or if there is someone who would really like to see her blow up the Democratic Party uh, in certain ways. Again, I don't know yeah. who that person might be, but I, you know, I don't know. It's it's certainly interesting. Well, let's be clear it's about... It's interesting. I don't know that I've ever seen someone run for a party who seems to, to be so it. disdainful yeah. of the party. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's, it's a, like, it's strange. I agree with some of the stuff that she's saying. I mean, the Democratic Party and at least the structure of it is, right. some of it's quite corrupt, it does seem. I mean, things don't necessarily go the way they should go sometimes. So right. on some of her points, she may not be wrong, but, you know, right now she's really not offering any kind of real 
um, structural change. I was right. The word right was used. Hillary Clinton and the the right of the Democratic Party yeah. was the uh, oh she threw some she threw some shade at that was, Hillary. She that made was sure to get that out. in. Mm-hmm. Um, Which again, I mean, I know she's a flashpoint, but like Hillary Clinton's not running, which is kind of odd. Well, that's been strange to me since her defeat. Um, um, she has remained the the eternal boogeyman mm-hmm. for the right, and then on the left, they're kind of picking her mm-hmm. a little bit too. And I'm like. She's at home. Right. She's nothing right now. And She's to be clear, Miss Clinton, I mean, you probably shouldn't get involved in this. Like, yeah. I mean, people probably want to hear about Mr. Obama, what he's going to say on some yeah. of these things. Yeah. But, but maybe not your the instincts. Loser. Your instincts aren't good. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people who are upset because yeah. they don't understand how she lost to Donald Trump. Um, so probably yeah. just in general... Um, I don't know that there's a big base for people necessarily wanting to hear what does Hillary think on this. And it's a little bit odd that when she took someone on, it was Tulsi Gabbard, but maybe it's because Tulsi keeps poking her with a stick. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but Tulsi I Gabbard just, is... I understand nothing about her candidacy. Interesting. I understand nothing about it. Interesting. Um, uh, the only thing I take away from her is I would be the commander-in-chief, and she even at the last debate, not this one, but the previous one, she tried to ask a question of what qualified the other candidates on stage to be commander in chief, and then mm-hmm. she she started with Elizabeth Warren, and she was going to try to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And the moderator was like, "You don't ask questions. Mm-mm. That's not this church." No. And then she acted insulted that she couldn't do that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Ma'am, have you ever watched a debate? <laughs> Apparently not. No. The candidates answer the questions. No. They don't ask them." Yeah. So on questions, just quickly, um, yeah. wide ranging questions. I think the only thing immigration and guns didn't get a whole lot of play, but for the first time, you got some real discussion on Roe versus Wade. You yeah. got to square, uh, about childcare, about housing. Let me about let me give some a credit. A lot of things mentioned Roe versus Wade. Normally. Give credit to Amy Klobuchar. She's been pretty firm on that the whole mm-hmm. time about codifying it. Like, let's not make it a Supreme Court decision. Let's make it the law. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been saying that from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So. Impressive there. She's kind of, wow. she, she stood that line when no one else really up mm-hmm. on the stage is standing that line. Um, but yeah, the question, let, let's talk about these moderators. Did mm-hmm. we talk about them yet? I know we talked about them off mic. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yes. They, as, as someone that likes to watch a debate until they, they go off the rails. They went straight to the heart of each question. They didn't let it go off the rails. They asked between the eyes questions mm-hmm. like, answer this. Mm-hmm. And then they did a great job of stopping the candidates from talking, which mm-hmm. no moderator has done well yet. Mm-hmm. I'm talking if the... If these moderators wanted you to shut up, you were going to shut up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. But also the way they pitched back and forth to one another mm-hmm. was these four can run every debate for mm-hmm. me. I, they they did yep. such a great job. Um, so and, they asked uh, one of the questions that I remember like just looking back at Zach because the question itself blew my mind. Pete had said, you know, he would be, he would fight, he would fight the Republicans and all that kind of a yeah. thing. And the question to him was, what would you do that President Obama didn't do? Implying that, I mean, President Obama lived this every single day. So what are you saying that you could do that President Obama could not pull off? I thought that yeah. was, they asked about the lock her up or lock him up, if that was an appropriate thing yeah. that Democrats need to be saying. They asked if Biden would investigate, um, yep. would investigate Trump or kind of implicit in that was would you, pardon him or whatever in in the way that Ford pardoned Nixon. Which he Um, answered well. That was his best answer. They asked Pete about farm subsidies. I mean, 
They uh, well, and they doubled back on Pete. So Pete talked around it a little bit, mm-hmm. and then and then she said she yes came or back. No. She said, uh, "I think it was Maddow at the time." Mm-hmm, she was like, was. Uh, "I'm going to have to ask that you actually answer the question." Mm-hmm. And the crowd chuckled a little bit, mm-hmm. and she re-asked the question, and mm-hmm. then he answered. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was good. They didn't let the political speak mm-hmm. happen. They're like, "You need to take a stance on an issue." Now, one thing I learned about Mayor Pete. This isn't to the question, but it was just something I did not know. Maybe you do, but do you know kind of Pete's controversy on the whole abortion situation that happened in his? In I his area, I, I didn't either. I forget how I come across this while looking into some things. So, as mayor, there was a pregnancy center, um, and not in the sense that we think of our local pregnancy center, right. but it's more of a somewhat militant one. They protest. Mm-hmm. They they tend to want to be near abortion clinics, you know, for that reason, kind of a mm-hmm. thing. So there was a rezoning thing that came up. The abortion clinic had not even opened yet. I think it was just you know, expected to open at some point. There was a zoning thing that came up for the pregnancy center. Um, and Pete, I think, overruled his council, overruled the rezoning. And Ooh. the only answer he gave was because he didn't want two agencies with two different, with that vastly different, you know, opinions on that hot button issue side by side. That was his answer. It had nothing to do with the actual zoning requirements. You know, they haven't met the legal yeah, that's, things. That's he says, I don't want those two people tell. side by side. So the the um, pregnancy center finds another location. They do, in fact, open. The abortion clinic opens, but based on the last article that I saw, it is unlicensed. It couldn't meet some of the requirements and stuff. So Got it's it. operating as an unlicensed abortion clinic in this area. <laughs> How does that even work? Um, but they are. Um, so, he, again, it was just odd, and he got some flack for that because, uh, you know, but he got praise for coming down on the size, uh, side of women um, uh-huh. for whatever is, is in, inherent in what he did. But it just seemed like a sticky situation, and I just I just thought about that. I don't. I guess I really don't agree with the logic. Like, I don't if either. they play by the rules, I don't either. and again, I understand it's going to cause some problems, but they do this other places. Um, you know, be aware this may be a security situation, but as long as this one follows the letter, and obviously the other one doesn't follow the letter because it's it's allowed to operate as an unlicensed abortion the, clinic right now. The problem for me on that, to take it away from abortion or, mm-hmm. or protesting abortion, um, where do you, once you pop that court, where do you stop that? Mm-hmm. Do you not let Lowe's and Home Depot build next to each other? Mm-hmm. Do you not let, you know, Right, is it because uh, it's a social and issue? And the fact so that then, it's his personal, yeah. his personal feeling about that's a misfire. This thing, in policy. and this was maybe I don't know two, three years ago. I'm not sure, but that was, and it hasn't gotten brought up to my knowledge in any, you it know, will, any whatever. More. But that's his one thing we know about some of his issues with the police force there, yeah. uh, with the I Which I thought officer he's, involved. He's had some good answers on that. Yeah, um, I really thought he did a great job. But when that's he was another pressed. area that, and again, it's not going to hurt him. I mean, in, in, the, in the in the Democratic thing, but it is going to be one of those things that let's assume Pete's the nominee, right? It's going to get brought oh, yeah. up it gets even bigger. because if you're at all, you know, somewhat moderate on that issue mm-hmm. uh, or even, you know, like I said, you may support, you know, be pro-choice, but you just kind of have a kind of a fishy feeling yeah. about mine's how more from, that goes down. Mine's more from a, what, issue goes what, down. what can of worms did you open there? Mm-hmm. Not about what yeah. the two institutions were. 
about what, how does this work? You know, it's mm-hmm. good for the goose, it's good for the gander. Yeah. Um, well, how do you handle another decision like that where there are competing entities yeah. near one another? You, so like you, I said, just something I learned. Precedent. But it was, it did get brought up. The Roe versus Wade question got brought up. Um, yeah. Child care, um, you know, the family leave, paid family leave. There were a mm-hmm. lot of issues that, again, they're not women's issues, but they are of concern to to a good number of women. They don't get talked about on the debate stage a lot, and they did get brought up in this particular debate. Um, one other favorite Pete moment, I have my notes here. Uh, he talked about the the Forbes list that came out ranking mm-hmm. the wealth of presidential candidates mm-hmm. and how far to the bottom he was. Yep. His delivery on that was really funny because mm-hmm. even the other candidates chuckled mm-hmm. a little bit. He was basically like, I'm way more broke than the rest of you. Right. None of you can take that crown mm-hmm. from me. I thought that was pretty funny. Yep, that was good of him. So overall, I think we said this off mic, um, other debates are going to get kind of more attention. Yeah. This one was swamped by the impeachment stuff. There yeah. weren't a whole lot of like it's hard to outrun that right flash now. boom bang moments from this one. But if you were tuning in to really get a feel for some of these people, to kind of make up your mind, to hear them answer some really good questions, mm-hmm. It was a good solid. It was a good solid well, debate. And, and, and let's be honest too. There's ten people on the stage, and three or four that don't even make the stage right mm-hmm. now. Uh, when this thing trims down to four or mm-hmm. something, it's it's going to be more substance. Yeah. Uh, it's just hard to get substance right now because we talked about you know like I think Yang had the least talking points. Mm-hmm. He had like thirteen hundred words mm-hmm. as the least talking points. Mm-hmm. These are ten folks that are spitting out some words. Right. I mean, it's it's a lot mm-hmm. of people talking about a lot yeah. of things and. Um, it's cloudy right now, yeah. so I'm, I'm ready for him to trim trim the herd a little mm-hmm. bit. Which will happen. Um, but we we hope you've enjoyed this this take. Yeah. Um, there will be more. I think they're planning like twelve or something. Yeah, of these and, things. and unfortunately for all of you, um, we we can't really break nope. down the We're other. We're not going to do all of them. Well, we can't break down the other side either. There's not going to be any debates. Yeah, there's not going to be any debates. So. Just there's not a viable mm-hmm. opponent to Donald Trump on the Republican side, mm-hmm. so. We can't really break him down Mm -hmm. until we get uh, the Democratic nominee Mm -hmm. and they're debating one another. So, sorry, we can't uh, give you anything there. But we hope you've enjoyed this episode. There will be more bonus episodes. They're probably not going to come out on a regular schedule. Obviously, this one's coming out on Friday. But You um, get it when we want you to have it. mm -hmm. But we've already recorded several things. Uh, Publisher James Phillips joined us for one episode that it'll be three episodes went off, probably went off the rails quicker than our <laughs> nick smith nick key interview um i've got some things planned for the holidays um, i should have brought that um i've i've written something i've written a little something it's exciting. Uh, that'll be coming out coming out around christmas um so yeah we have we have some different ideas still don't have a, a hard date on when we'll come back for season two but we're definitely going to keep doing doing these bonus episodes until such time as everybody's schedule works out for yeah. season two. So enjoy. And if you don't enjoy, you know, just don't listen, mm-hmm. I guess. Yep. That's how that works. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so thanks for being with hey, us. if you do enjoy, maybe leave a comment or something. Leave a comment. Yeah. I'll um, tell you what, if you don't enjoy it, leave a comment. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, don't do, like, the, these guys are terrible. Tell me yeah. why I'm terrible, please. Yeah. I, I can yeah. accept non-constructive criticism. Just yep. actually deliver it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, obviously, you're a mayor of a small town. You're pretty used. To, you're pretty used to getting criticism this at this point. This skin is thick. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, we we have the Facebook page. Uh, wherever you listen to us, you can leave comments. Uh, we do encourage encourage feedback. Uh, we want to know what you're liking, what you're not liking, that kind of thing. Otherwise, we're just going to keep going off of our our own instincts, it's which be could be good, everyone. could be yeah. bad, but it's what we got. So, thanks for being with us, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Oh,
Left on Red is a Daily Mountain Eagle production. Copyright 2019, Daily Mountain Eagle, all rights reserved.